Mike Tomlin is at his best when the stakes are bigger than football. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Stillas, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. The NFL should be reaching the crescendo of excitement as Week 18 ushers in a slate of games with major playoff implications, not the least of which is for the Steelers. But everything changed on Monday night in Cincinnati when a seemingly routine hit turned into a chilling, life-and-death ordeal for an up-and-coming player born and bred in the football fertile 412 area code. Suddenly, fighting for the playoffs paled in comparison to Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin fighting for his life and receiving CPR right on the turf as a football-crazed nation ground to a halt and watched in horror. Before Hamlin worked his way into the Bills' starting lineup as a six-round draft pick in 2021, he sprouted his football roots in the 4-1-2. McKee's Rocks, Central Catholic High, and then Pitt, despite being courted by bigger colleges far outside of Western PA. With the NFL frozen in place as Hamlin continues to fight for his life, in the ICU at University of Cincinnati Medical Center, Steelers coach Mike Tomlin appeared at his regular weekly press conference on Tuesday like clockwork. But Tomlin did not talk football initially. Rather, he began the session unprompted by the assembled media by speaking very personally and emotionally about his connection to Hamlin. Said Tomlin, quote, it's really a personal thing to me, being a Pittsburgher, and that young man being a Pittsburgher. I've known that guy probably since he was about 12. I've just got a lot of respect and love for him as a human being. His commitment to the pursuit of his goals and dreams of doing what he is right now, which is playing in the NFL. I love him. He's a 4-1-2-er. He plays hard. He's a good kid, unquote. With that, Tomlin showed the rest of the NFL a way forward through the type of tragedy we never thought we would see on a football field. Tomlin did so by making this unexpected moment of mortality in the ultimate tough guy sport all about the human being who is DeMar Hamlin. Tomlin did nothing to minimize the fears, the shock, the sympathy, and the priority-shuffling sense that football matters a whole lot less right about now. After all, his team, which shared the same practice facility with Hamlin during his pit years, is probably closer to the fallen player than any other club not named the Buffalo Bills. Moreover, Tomlin's rookie quarterback, Kenny Pickett, wasn't just Hamlin's teammate at Pitt, they're friends. So much so, Pickett, after taking a big, unflagged hit from Hamlin when the Steelers lost to the Bills back in October, the shaken Steelers QB harbored no ill will, as Ron Cook reported in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Quote, I'm fine with D-Ham, Pickett said. That's one of my guys. He will be one of my really good friends for a long time, unquote. In wake of Hamlin collapsing on the field Monday night, 
his heart stopped by a helmet strike to the chest, Pickett tweeted this, quote, with you every step of the way, number three, at Hamlin Island, unquote. And embedded in the tweet was a video snippet of the two friends and former Pitt teammates meeting cordially before the Bills game. All of this shows the humanity that is often hidden under the helmets. The NFL is a fraternity of friends, former teammates, and blood brothers who share in the knowledge that the game they love is always, always a double-edged sword. It bestows riches, celebrity status, unmatched competition, and adrenaline rushes like no other on earth but it can exact a toll far beyond the hard work, aches and pains, and even the bone breaks, ligament and tendon tears, and all the multiple surgeries that accompany them. On any given play, and with any given hit, a player can have his career wiped out and even his ability to walk stripped away. Paralysis born of a catastrophic spinal cord injury such as the like suffered by former Steelers linebacker Ryan Shazier on that same Bengals turf back in December 2017, once represented football's biggest fear. That is till Monday night around 9 p.m. when everything changed and football became a matter of life and death. Excruciating minutes crawled by as a skilled team of medical experts worked on DeMar Hamlin. They shocked his steeled heart twice. They pumped his chest with CPR compressions for a reported nine minutes. Their efforts restored DeMar's pulse, but the fight for his life is far from over. As he lay in an ICU bed at the same hospital where Shazir was rushed to after his spinal cord injury, the waiting game is all about whether Hamlin sustained a brain injury during the time his heart was stopped, interrupting the precious flow of oxygen to his brain. The wait for news on this could stretch into days. It has cast some teams, especially the Bills, into a state of limbo, even as a full slate of very significant season-ending Week 18 games are set to get underway this Saturday. At some point, football will resume. But teams full of human beings who have been brought face-to-face with their own mortality by the tragedy of DeMar Hamlin will be at various states of readiness to play those games. Tomlin's team will not be one of them. For after he talked so movingly and personally about DeMar Hamlin, the human being, the Steelers' coach asked the assembled press, for questions about Sunday's home game against the Cleveland Browns and their QB, Deshaun Watson. Just as Tomlin was unbidden in talking about Hamlin, the coach led the sports media back to the topic of a football game. He will do the same with his team. As Tomlin both explained and showed at his press conference, great coaches can do both. And Mike Tomlin, who has spent his life prodigiously jotting notes and filling many volumes of notebooks with his gathered wisdom about life and football, is singularly unique in his language, his turn of phrase, his philosophy, 
and psychology in applying just the right touch that his team of human beings, who just happen to be NFL players, needs to hear. The Tomlin touch. It stirs the heart, sticks in the head, moves the soul, and energizes the body. The locker room cliche has it that Tomlin is the type of coach a player would run through a wall to play for. But the reality of his rhetorical power is much more complicated and nuanced than that. And it's never been more necessary and important than this week. Say what you will about his playoff record and other shortcomings from the X's and O's to clock management. Mike Tomlin is an undisputed master of treating professional football players whom others might see as one-dimensional cogs in the cold money-making machine that is the NFL. He sees them as individual men full of heart, soul, and emotion. Tomlin's deaf, tender handling of the DeMar Hamlin tragedy reminds Steelers Nation of what it should have known all along. There is no better coach in the NFL. We have much more on Mike Tomlin and his touch and how he will apply the Tomlin touch to beat the Browns, keep the Steelers in the playoffs, and preserve his historic streak of non-losing seasons. It's all in this edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. It will be packed with plenty of memes bringing this unprecedented time in the NFL to life. Right now, let's get right to it. For more on Mike Tomlin's genius, we turn to Mark Caboli with The Athletic, who penned a full story on Tomlin's, quote, mind games, even before the coach rose to the unprecedented occasion of handling the DeMar Hamlin tragedy. Caboli writes this of the Tomlin touch, quote, the Steelers have won six of their last eight games to go from facing a sure-losing season, the first in Tomlin's tenure and second since the turn of the century, to having a legitimate shot at one of the unlikeliest playoff appearances in recent memory. A win over the Browns at Acroshore Stadium on Sunday, a Jets win over the quarterback-depleted Dolphins, and a Bills victory over the Patriots would qualify the Steelers as the number seven seed in the AFC playoffs. That result was nearly impossible to imagine following a late October thrashing by the Philadelphia Eagles. Tomlin has been at the front and center of the resurgence, simply by way of his daily attitude and how he learned over the years to manage players, especially the young ones. Said Tomlin, quote, I haven't paid a lot of attention to it, to be honest with you. I'm more concerned with how I display how I handle it. A lot of young players don't have a mode. They come into work trying to figure out what the mode is. Those of us who are experienced, those of us who've led better focus on displaying what we want from young people as opposed to ascertaining where they are, unquote. It's something Tomlin does by design and has done for years. Quote, I do that every day of my professional life. Everything I do professionally is intentional, unquote. 
whether it's how he talks to a player, what he says to them, when he decides to put the pads on them, when to give somebody a day off, whether to stop practice and yell or take a player under his wing, it's all thoughtfully non-rhythmic. And considering what the Steelers have gone through this year, just being in playoff contention in Week 18 is an accomplishment. But Tomlin once more, quote, If there's a preference as it pertains to the playoffs, I would simply like to be a team on the rise, and I just think that a team that is playing better ball increasingly is a team that you want to be. All that other stuff, just want in, unquote. And if they do get in, you have to credit Tomlin's mind games at least to some degree, unquote. Great stuff from the always on target Kaboli. And one of the big reasons the Steelers are on the cusp of the playoffs is the increasingly big fourth quarter play of their rookie QB, Kenny Pickett. Here's Jerry Dulac with the Pittsburgh Post Gazette on Kenny Pickett coming of age as your Steelers starter. Dulac writes this in wake of the 16 13 Pickett engineered win over the Ravens in Baltimore on Sunday night. Quote, just like the quarterback he's replacing, Kenny Pickett has shown he has a little fourth quarter magic in him too. And it's keeping the Steelers hoping and breathing right to the very end. For the second game in a row and the third time this season, the Steelers rookie quarterback produced a game winning drive in the fourth quarter, much like Big Ben Roethlisberger did many times in his 18-year career with the Steelers. As a result, those 8-8 eight and eight Steelers are still alive for a possible playoff spot. Quote, the kid's growing before our eyes, defensive end Cameron Hayward said. It's really awesome to be 23 years old and a quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You gotta love the way he's leading that offense, unquote. One week after he threw a 14-yard touchdown with 46 seconds remaining to beat the Las Vegas Raiders, Pickett came up with the same pulsating theatrics against the Ravens when he threw the winning 10-yard touchdown to Najee Harris with 56 seconds remaining in the game. Coupled with his 11-play 75-yard touchdown drive against the Indy Colts, Pickett now has mounted three four-quarter comeback victories in his 11 starts as a rookie. Quote, I can't say enough about our young quarterback, said Tomlin. He smiled in the face of it. He's always ready to be that guy in the moments that we need him, and it's just good to see the young guy, unquote. Pickett has been that guy in those now-or-never situations. In each of the three games in which he has brought the Steelers back to victory, Pickett went from looking like an average rookie trying to find his way to putting on his Superman cape and looking a little like Roethlisberger. On his three fourth-quarter drives, Pickett is a combined 17 of 21 for 174 yards with two touchdowns and no interceptions. His passer rating is 132.94. Said Pickett, quote, I think the confidence that I had in myself is showing up on the field, and I think guys are starting to feel that, which is always good. 
going into the huddle and seeing how confident everyone is as a quarterback, you know they have a lot of belief in you. So when that is there, you definitely have a shot, unquote. Hey, great stuff from Jerry Dulac. And yes, it's week 18 and Kenny Pickett and your Steelers are playing for the playoffs. Now, the main obstacle in their way, aside from all the other things that have to happen, is the Cleveland Browns. Here's how they stack up, according to Adam Bittner, with the Post-Gazette. He breaks down the Browns this way. Quote, Browns QB Deshaun Watson, returning from suspension, seemed to figure something out in the second half Sunday against the Washington Commanders throwing three of those five touchdowns while averaging over nine yards per attempt, all while taking a pretty heavy beating from the commanders who sacked him five times. One good half in five games does not an effective quarterback make, but it will be interesting to see if he can carry any of this momentum into a pivotal game against the Steelers. If he can, he'll be likely a tougher assignment than Sam Darnold, Derek Carr, and Tyler Huntley, the last three quarterbacks the Steelers have faced. The Browns and Watson also have a nice receiver combo in Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Cooper enters Week 18 already with 1,100 yards and an impressive nine touchdowns. He's averaging 14.6 yards per catch. Peoples-Jones has emerged from the depths of the Browns' receiving corps to post a career-high 797 yards at an average of 13.5 per reception to go with three scores of his own. That's not bad for a former six-round pick. Together, it adds up to a lot of downfield success and makes these two receivers one of the tougher combos the Steelers have faced after they've turned around their slow start during the second half of their schedule. They'll present an interesting challenge to a Steelers secondary that's shown some of its own progress, especially in recent weeks. Finally, you have Nick Chubb, tough customer. The veteran running back will be looking to set a new career high in rushing yards in Week 18. Presently, he has 1,448 yards that have come at an impressive clip of, of five yards per carry. And he's already tied his career high with 12 TDs on the ground, and he hasn't merely been efficient. His 13 runs for at least 20 yards make for one of the best marks in the entire league, making him a threat to generate a big play at any time. For comparison, Steelers running back Najee Harris has just one run that long all season, while teammate Jalen Warren has only two, unquote. And with Bittner also noting that the Steelers killer, Miles Garrett, the linebacker is surging, and the Browns secondary is no slouch with uh, lots of interceptions, Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris and the Steelers' offense will have their work cut out scoring points. In other words, it will be no easy task for the Steelers to claim their ninth win of the, of the season so the great Mike Tomlin can secure his non-losing season streak and your favorite football team will remain alive and just might sneak into the NFL playoffs.
Whatever happens, of course, we're going to be covering it here on your Steelers Update Podcast. We're fresh, we're new every Wednesday afternoon. So sign up wherever you get your favorite podcast. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news. Go Steelers, beat them brown.